Welcome to the Practically Speaking Mom podcast. Today you will hear the last part of Val's conversation about buffering our family from stress with Amanda Colady, a licensed marriage and family therapist at Encounter Freedom Therapy Center in Wichita, Kansas. In last week's episode, Amanda started a helpful list of things moms can do to help counteract their own stress and to buffer their children from the negative effects of stress in their lives. We're going to join them again for the last several intentional steps in that list to push back against the harmful impacts of our stress. Well, we are hardwired to connect with other people. If you look at a newborn baby, they long to be like connected with mama. They cry for her. They reach for her, especially like when you hit a month, two months, they start to like move towards people. And so being able to interact with people who are important to us is so important for our mental health. So for us, warmly responding to a child's attempts to interact with us, um, if they're really little, they babble, they reach, they cry, or they chatter. Um, Just making eye contact, talking, hugging, those will strengthen the connections in the child's brain and fortify them. Um, And then as they get older, just knowing that those same things, the babbling, the reaching will start to look different, um, but we still need to engage warmly when our child tries to interact with us. So maybe a teenager looks like, hey, I just found this new pair of headphones. Okay. They want something from you, but they also want to interact with you. Mm -hmm. And so warmly engaging, like, okay, tell me about the headphones. We might not have that in the budget, but I want to hear about why they Mm -hmm. are important to you. Or, oh my gosh, I can't believe my teacher did this. Okay. Tell me about your teacher. You know, warmly engaging, making eye contact, making sure that they know that they're a priority. And then with your husband, with, with your people, just warmly engaging, being able to interact with them and then finding those people for you that will warmly engage with Mm -hmm. you. That's so good. I love all of those examples that you gave. Thinking of this week, I have one that's at an age, just just getting into middle school, and she loves to talk a lot. And sometimes I just get weary. Yes. (laughs) Weary of the words, right? Yes. And so my tendency would be, be quiet. You know, that's what I'm saying on the inside. Mm -hmm. But I have learned to say, I really want to hear what you're saying right now. And right now I can't. Mm -hmm. So how about we do this at, you know, and then saying a different time in the day or a different activity of the day, like we're going to be in the car in a little bit. Yes. And so you tell me this story in a little bit. I want to hear you. Mm -hmm. So just learning to change some of our words a little bit instead of saying, I need five minutes of quiet from here. Yes, (laughs) (laughs) for sure. And something important to remember with teenagers, teens and tweens, we say, so middle school, high school is they don't really want us to talk. Mm. <laughs> they they really don't need mm. it. In fact, they, they get kind of mad when we do. Mm. So something that researchers have kind of coined the term of a statue parent. Mm. So being present like a statue, being in their space, being warm and kind, making eye contact, listening to them, uh, that's really what they need from us. And so giving them the chance to just talk And you don't really even, this is a secret, you don't even need to necessarily remember what they say. (laughs) You just have to be with them while they're talking about it. And that's what's going to make them feel connected to, attuned to, and important to you, which is what ultimately they care about is if they're important to you. Mm -hmm. That's good stuff right there. Yeah. I love it. Statue parenting. It's my favorite thing. (laughs) 
Um, and then good sleep hygiene is something I recommend. So making sure that you're sleeping well, it fortifies your immune system. It helps with you processing your day. We talked about in EMDR, like that's when your brain does all of its memory work. It's really important to sleep and sleep well. Um, there are a lot of different things that you can do to sleep well. Um, research has shown like making sure that you're not watching TV for an hour before you go to sleep, not looking at a screen, making sure you're going to sleep and like setting up a sleep routine before you go to sleep. It doesn't necessarily matter what time you go to sleep every night. It matters what time you wake up and waking up at a consistent time matters more than going to bed at a consistent time. Hmm, and so stay hmm. on a routine. That is so interesting. I've never heard that before. Regular exercise and a healthy diet is also helpful to fortify from toxic stress. And so engaging in something that's going to intentionally increase your heart rate. It does not have to be hard weights. It does not have to be running, right? But okay. just intentional movement that's going to increase your heart rate for 30 minutes is going to be um, important for your brain. It releases a protein called BDNF, which is brain-derived neurotropic factor, which is like miracle grow for your brain. And it mm. helps your brain process better and recall things better and all of that. Yeah, I love that. This is something parents need to be reminded in our generation of screen everything. Mm -hmm. Kids want to be on a screen all the time and they need exercise mm -hmm. and they need then space in their day for their mental development to mm -hmm. happen too. Yeah. It's so critically important and we get busy and we see screens as a babysitter and we need to see exercise as such a more healthy babysitter, so to speak. For sure. And I think, too, something important to remember is back when we were talking about being in the forest with that bear and how your body will send inflammation into your system in case the bear gets its claws into you, right? Even though this is a mental bear, your body's still sending inflammation. And so mm -hmm. when you exercise, when you eat healthy, it decreases that inflammation. And so it will help not only with thinking better, it will actually help your body feel better, right? That's awesome. Breaking a sweat is also really helpful for many reasons, but it cleans out your kidneys. It helps with your skin. It helps like breaking a sweat is so, so helpful. Okay. So not only 30 minutes that increases your heart rate, which is what we hear a lot. We also recommend breaking a sweat during that 30 minutes. Okay. All right. What else have you got for our de-stressors or ways to buffer stress? I would say address what you can. So prepare for things as much as possible without obsessing. Plan ahead. It sends a calming signal into your brain and it helps mitigate stress hormones. When we have a plan, we feel like we have structure. Although we can okay. flex within mm -hmm. our plan, we know that the plan is there to help us. And so plan as much as you can. Uh, reduce time urgency, uh, which is that feeling of like, I'm always on the go. I have to go, go, go. And so reduce that in your brain, slow down, allow yourself to take things slow on purpose. So find things in your day that you can take slow on purpose, like eating or driving. Like those are things I'm going to do slow on purpose so that I don't feel like I'm rushing from one thing to the next yeah. to the next. This is something all of us got to experience with COVID was the eliminating of the urgent lifestyle. And I think that's a great part mm -hmm. of what has happened. Most of, you know, I know there's a lot of not great, 
parts of what's been happening right now in our society. But, Mm -hmm. but that was a great one. And it actually falls along the lines of something else that I've been doing in my health journey is starting to do deep breathing Mm -hmm. for stress relief. And that if you do it uh, just prior to eating, then it actually opens up all of your organs for metabolizing. Mm -hmm. Um, And then also doing it when I, when you're going to bed at night, Mm -hmm. waking up in the morning and I do it prior to my devotions so that it's a, it's sort of a good prayer time for God help me right now release all of the crud that's taking up space in my brain and heart and help me be open to what you're going to tell me today. Mm-hmm. And and I want to be able to be filled up with you and your goodness and what I need to be the mom that you've called me to be. I'm just, I'm breathing in you and I'm breathing out all the toxins. And so this deep breathing has helped me with mm-hmm. this, this aspect of stress yeah. quite a bit. And I think, too, what you said is true, that the urgency has decreased with coronavirus in regards to maybe external urgency. But I've seen some of my clients still have an internal urgency of, okay, I don't have to go anywhere, but I can do all these house projects and I can get things done at the house that I've been wanting to. And so there's still a sense of urgency. It just looks a little different. And so just still intentionally slowing down and saying, I'm going to take this hour slow. Yeah. On purpose. And it's okay. It's not a failure. I'm not wasting time. This is important for me to reduce stress. I love it. Yeah. I need to hear that. And then maximizing your best time of day. So being productive during your good times of day and knowing that this part of the day, I'm not productive and I'm not going to be shaming myself for that. This is my downtime. Mm-hmm. And then I have an uptime. And during my uptime, I'm going to be really busy. And during my downtime, I'm going to choose to rest. And so maximizing those parts That's of your great. day. Yeah. I like that you talked about deep breathing because the next one is mindfulness, meditation, okay. and journaling. And okay. so, yeah, soothing your body's response to stress and cortisol levels uh, looks like deep breathing, using meditation, using quiet time, doing that as a family. It can be really, What really, would that look like as a family? What do you mean? Doing like a quiet time as a family. So like all of us have a book and we're reading quietly, but separate from each other, but we're all there together. Is that what you're it describing? It can look however you okay. want it to okay. look. Okay. I, I like the question though, because I'm sure other people are having that same question of like, what does that actually look like? So I have encouraged on YouTube, there is like a body scan meditation and that just mm-hmm. walks through every muscle group in your body. It helps you focus on, okay, I'm going to focus on my forearm right now and I'm Mm going to choose to relax my forearm Mm -hmm. and then it goes to your fingertips. And so you can play that as a family, everybody Mm -hmm. staying together, eyes closed, going through their own body, but doing it together. Mm -hmm. That's, that's very bonding. Wow. I wonder what our society, how it would look differently if we all took some time to de-stress like intentionally like that. So you can do it by yourself. You can do it with your family. Um, Mm. You can have a quiet time with books. You can have a quiet time with Jesus. You can have any type of prayer together. It's not necessarily quiet. I mean, you're, you're praying out loud, but it's still quieting your spirit, quieting Mm. your heart. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I also say journaling is just such an excellent way to get your thoughts and your fears out of your brain. And I have a list of things that I recommend journaling your responses to, which I think you're going to put on the blog because if I list them all out now, it's not, it's going to sound again like a commercial. Absolutely. I'll put it there. I'll put it Um, there. 
something close to this that I did when my kids were all little. We had an hour a day that if it was during, you know, the nap time of the youngers and then the next age group might have been in a playpen listening to music in one room Mm -hmm. and the rest of us, you know, I might have given them art on the floor with some music going, but we had an hour where everybody was just supposed to not talk. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really good for a lot of things about a child's development. For one, we... We literally need to not have noise filling our brains so that we have time for our brain to process. So we have time for our brains to think through issues and create solutions, identify possible areas of life that, you know, whatever. Are we just need time that is quiet? Mm-hmm. And I, I'm an extrovert. I never get tired mm-hmm. of talking. Mentally, I never mentally get tired of it, but I know that my body does, which Mm. is so interesting. Interesting, And as I get older, I'm starting to realize that connection. And so although mentally I'm ready to go, I could still hang out with these people for seven more hours. Like I love these people. Mm. My body is starting to be angry. It's starting to need to rest. I feel tired. And so starting to listen to cues differently of, okay, although mentally I could keep going, is that the best thing for my brain, for my body, for my spirit? Um, And you have to kind of decide that. But the extroverts in the room are like, what? A whole (laughs) hour of quiet time? So maybe just starting with 10 minutes. Start with, start small. It's a a muscle. You have to start to build up. Just start small and then see what happens. That's good. That's good. And, you know, uh, something that moms need to be careful to do is, as we implement some of these things with our kids, we don't want to just implement them, like make sure they have some quiet time every day. Mm. We want to tell them what we're doing. Mm-hmm. I am scheduling quiet time every day because people need time to think and reflect and and yeah. hear God's voice. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, anyway, the, the more we can communicate with our kids, this is what I'm doing. This is why I'm doing it. It helps them become more aware of how they can then take ownership of that in their own life as well. It gets them on board with the goal. Mm-hmm. And of course, our goal is that they ultimately are able to oversee this part of their life themselves and monitor themselves. I need quiet time. I need to think, reflect, um, not hear a bunch of outside noise. I, my youngest loves Adventures in Odyssey. Are you familiar oh, with Adventures in oh Odyssey? Okay. Oh my girl, 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 okay. oh girl. I, I literally would listen to Adventures in Odyssey nonstop as a child. I love it. I feel like all my kids can quote all of it and my oh. husband right along with them. It's a great way to raise your kids with good audio stuff going on. Mm-hmm. And I definitely want the positive going in instead of a bunch of crud. Mm-hmm. But I also know they need to turn everything off for a little bit. Because their mind needs to grow and develop and create and not just depend on outside sources to stimulate and and bring to them all the time. We want them to be a, someone who is really working their brain mm-hmm. and and it being an awesome place that they share with the world over time. No, for sure. I totally agree. And then the last thing I recommend is uh mental health, like taking care of your mental health. That might look like going to therapy or going to a mental health group for moms, um, somewhere that you feel connected and can share your story and your hurt and things that are hard for you. And that will 
soothe your stress response because a therapist who is kind and attuning to you will soothe your polyvagal system, which controls your stress hormones. And, and it will help your brain feel safe and connected and it will increase your hope. And mm. so if you need a therapist, uh, that's something I really recommend. And if you don't know if you need one, uh, talk to a friend about maybe I might need this. What do you think? And get some input from somebody else. Well, Amanda, we have people in our audience from literally all over the world. I want to say, I think like 26 countries oh, that's so awesome. far are listening to this. And then, of course, throughout the United States. So if they're not local to you, and I have no idea how international works, so I'm not really referring to that. But yeah. if they're not local to you, do you do online or just local? My my license is for the state of Kansas. So if you live okay. in the state of Kansas, I can gotcha. help you. Okay. Um, if you live outside of the state of Kansas, I can still connect you with somebody in your area. So please okay. feel free to always call and ask for who do you recommend in my city? Who do you recommend in my town? Um, I'm so happy to get you connected to somebody who will help you. Well, I'll for sure give them your contact info um, in the blog post and in the show notes. And so this last point, though, mm-hmm. about making sure that you're covering the mental health aspect of stress. So you talk about a therapist and then some other steps, I'd say, was something you mentioned at the beginning. I don't know what you called the buffer person or something. That's what I'm wanting to call it. But is yeah, that what? Like a good okay. friend, like a okay. loving, stable adult. Okay. So a, a one-on-one person, mm-hmm. small group mm-hmm. um, in your church is a great Great place to be. If you are a person who goes to church um, or watches it online and that's it, just going to the big service or uh, watching it online, you're missing, you're missing out on the importance of the small group. Um, I know you go to a small group, Amanda, because you're in my daughter Becca's small group. I do. I love and, it. It's oh. so good for my heart. And, and I would say that small group, my small group is unusually vulnerable with each other. And I really cherish that. And I know from my own experience that not all small groups are vulnerable with each other. And so if you're in a small group that you open the word and you're in the word, that's still really, really good and helpful. But if you feel like you can't really like share your story, um, that's okay too. You know, Mm. just opening the word is still going to be healing, but you might need some additional support for for your story somewhere else. And so, and if you find a small group that you can have both, that's beautiful. But there are different types and they're, and just based off of different personalities within the small group, you can do different things. And so if you're in a small group and you're feeling like, well, I can't really tell my story or I don't really feel like they're going to listen, I would recommend seeking out maybe a mentor or a therapist or something like that. And sometimes we need to ditch a group. Yes. I've had to ditch a group. (laughs) Same. I have too. Like, I was like, these aren't my girls. Like, I need to find my girls. I have definitely, I specifically remember one group when I was a young wife. And I noticed every time I would leave that group, I'd go home being more frustrated with my husband Mm. than when I left. To, when I headed out to spend time with them and I realized my marriage is worth way more than this group. I'm done. Mm-hmm. I'm done. It's time to find a new one. Yeah. And to pray for God to help us find that. So we really do need all those different levels of mental health strengtheners, mm-hmm. you know, the one on one, the buffer person and the, the small group and the large community of believers. Absolutely. Um, and, 
uh, it's wonderful if you can have a healthy family, but if you can't, you can't always control that. But you can more through a small group, through prayerfully, and then also with a therapist as needed. So yeah. all of them play a role in helping us to be whole and to be who God really created us to be. Mm -hmm. I'm super glad that you're in my life and I'm glad you're in my daughter's small group, which is how I met you. And so I just am super thankful you're here. Can't oh, wait till next you. time already. Yeah. And I think just to leave your audience with a little encouragement of, it's important to remember that regardless of the stress that's going on, you are unbelievably powerful in your way of human connection to buffer that for, for your people. And as a mom, you only have to get it right, quote unquote, 35% of the time for your kids to be healthy and stable and secure. And so 35% is a lot less than 50. So if you feel like, man, I'm just not getting it right, even 50, good, because that's okay. You don't have to be perfect to have kids that are okay. So be encouraged. Uh, you are doing a good job. That's awesome. You know, I'm, I feel compelled to do something I didn't expect to do at the end of this podcast, but you know, God says where two or three are gathered in my name, that he's there in the midst of them. And could we pray together for these mamas mm. and for the stress level they carry in their own self or what they're working on with their kids and the grizzly bears that might be in their families or lives can we just join together and pray for them right yes, now? Yes, okay? absolutely. All right, so let's do that. I'm just going to hold your hand and we're oh, going to do this. I love okay. it. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for Amanda. I just pray that you would bless her and her ministry through this therapy center. I pray that you would just help her know what a calling you have on her and how much you have allowed her to be a vessel of yours. I just see you through her and I thank you for that. And I pray for all the mamas that are listening today. In Jesus name, would you touch them and let them know they're not alone and give them the strength they need to pursue the help that they need to pursue. Give them the courage to face the grizzly bears in the family. And if they need professional help to do that, help them to know that they need that and give them the courage to do that step too. And help them to pray to you and seek your face on how to handle the stresses, small and large. In Jesus' name, I just pray for these families and for the stress that they're experiencing and for these moms that I know you love and you've appointed them for this role. And with your help, they can do, they can do their role and they can do it well. In Jesus' name, we pray for them. Amen. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. I have loved this so much. That's I hope it's awesome. helpful. Val always appreciates being able to spend time with Amanda. If you would like to learn more about Amanda's marriage and family counseling practice, you can visit EncounterFreedomTherapy.com. Val counts it a blessing to be able to minister to you and your family through this podcast. If you'd like to connect with her further, you can visit her Facebook page at Practically Speaking Mom. She also has a private Facebook group, Intentional Mom Strong Family, where you can join a community of other moms sharing your same struggles and triumphs on your journey of intentional living. If this podcast has been a blessing to you, Val would love it if you would leave a review on Apple Podcasts 
to help make her podcast easier for other moms to find. If you'd like to subscribe to this podcast, visit Val's website, practicallyspeakingmom.com. There you can go to her podcast page, scroll to the bottom to enter your email address, and click subscribe. Then you will get an email every Monday with a link to the podcast and often a corresponding blog post to start your week with some encouragement. Val is looking forward to being with you again next Monday on the Practically Speaking Mom podcast, the place for an intentional mom to build a strong family.